and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entreprequeers, a podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. Um, we are chilling at the end of July, um, which I feel like has been a good vibe. Good vibe. Uh, like bad vibes and good, like, oh, God. I don't know. July was kind of a doozy, actually. It was a very mixed bag, I would say. I would say, I would, like, in this moment, I am good. But yeah, if you would have talked to me moment, a couple weeks ago. Eh. Yeah, no. In this moment, I'm ha- I am, like, riding high. But nary a week ago, I was in I was in rough rough shape. Isn't that funny how the memory works and like how we recall? Everything's great. Actually, no. Um, Actually, no. I was I was in bad shape very recently. Was the month great, or did we just work out? And Kayleen has a new workout outfit. Like, do I I, just have a new sports bra that (laughs) makes my boobs look good? I, you know what, you could, uh, you could never know. Um, Who's to say? Yeah. So going along with the saga, I'll start off with a little catchy uppie. Uh, they sold my building to people who are going to be making it into an Airbnb. For so those who, been- who are, who, who. You, you, you're not um, having deja vu. They did sell her building twice in one month. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three yeah, yeah. different owners in one month. So, um I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but something something happened there. Yeah. So they, uh, the new owners, it's like a young Airbnb couple. And I feel like, how do I feel about it? Because I know people are like, people really like to villainize landlords. Um, and I get it. And I, people also, you know, want to be mad at people like taking away housing uh, and like turning it into like a vacation rental. And I get it. Um, but it's also like, I, to me, it's a more nuanced conversation of like how the fuck else are, like people need multiple streams of income because their jobs are not providing enough to mm-hmm. have a family and support themselves and fucking retire. Um, yeah, I also think that there's a big difference between like a giant property management mm-hmm. company and like a couple that's trying to make extra income on you know Mm -hmm. yeah they have a small daughter and um Mm. i was kind of worried because i was like oh my god this construction is really loud but um we talked about it and it's uh, it's fine they were like doing electric in the downstairs and it was like you couldn't stay here um but my community has really shown up for me and i've had like a lot of people just be like if you need to work here it's fine and then um they did put me up in a really nice hotel um for a few days and i went on vacation mode and i just swam and it was like right by my favorite um pier to like rollerblade and stuff like that so yeah that's that's the update here. Housing stability. Sounds, it Never sounds heard like of, they're. It sounds like her. they did you right. You know. Mm-hmm. As much yeah, as it was difficult. Yeah, and they're just you know they're being very communicative and like, um, they like replaced. We have all new fans, so like we can turn down our AC because the fans are like so efficient. Um, so that's like we nice. have a fan in the kitchen now. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And they did said that they will let us stay like month to month if we wanted to after the lease ended for like a few that's months great. after. So I don't know. Opciones. We'll see how this cookie crumbles. But now I feel fine. Right. Hanging out with my bestie and working out. But a few a mere, you know, week ago, it, it was it was heartbreaking. It yeah. was. So 
Yeah, it seemed... Yeah, anything when it comes to, like, housing instability can really, like, rock your shit. Mm -hmm. For me, it's when anything happens with my car. That, like, just totally... That'll ruin my day. That'll ruin my week. Yeah. And it'll totally spin me out in ways that, like, I normally don't get, get, like, shaken by. Mm -hmm. But whenever anything, like, bad happens to my car, I freak out. I... I've never really been too bothered by that. I also, um, just for reference, when I first got my car when I was 16, I would put like $3 of gas into it and I would just always be riding on E and I can count so many times how many times I've been driving and just ran out of gas. So, um, very you story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm better off without a car. Um, but I am like dating a mechanic right now. So, uh, fear not if I do get a car <laughs> I can get it I can get a beater and let it run forever because honestly I feel like these new cars with their new chips I've been hearing they're not too good um yeah no uh I mean I think like most things they're designed to fail so mm-hmm. that you buy more yeah I hear Tesla's just like start like pieces of plastic start to fall off mm-hmm. and then with like the whole electric thing they're making like these softwares that you pay a subscription for so it's just like you know what i mean they like bully us into like getting an electric car because it's like better for the environment but then it's just like oh well if you get in a car accident guess whose doors don't open right (laughs) oh yeah my car's on fire so the safety feature is to lock all the doors with me inside (laughs) this is definitely how i wanted to go so what's new Mm -hmm. with you kayleen um, yeah, so about a week ago, uh, like a little over a week ago, no, uh, yeah, I think a week from today, I was like in, not not great, uh, going through like some difficult relationship stuff, like kind of like, you know, you know those like slow motion breakups? <laughs> you don't, because you're an Aries. <laughs> so Never they, heard of that. <laughs> no, they, those are in, uh, those are in double speed. Um, but yeah, just like. Uh, kind of just, you know, got my feelings hurt and my ego bruised and wasn't in a great uh, space. And then I went on a trip for work to L.A. to visit friend of the pod, uh, Barry, one of Barry. our first interviews. Um, was she our first interview? Was I think it, it was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. The very first interviewee of uh, for Entrepreneur Queers um, with uh, so yeah, the the My House Events team had a tre- team retreat in LA, and I was only there like Sunday through Wednesday. But man, what a great fucking trip that was! Sounds good. Um, I feel like I it really like boosted my spirits. Um, I'm like really excited and energized about like work, but also about myself and. I don't know, something about, like, I don't know, going to California, um, there's, like, a very certain lifestyle that's easily mockable, but also kind of enviable in that, like, I don't know, it's just so easy to be, you have so much great access access to, like, great food, um, healthy food, like, produce and, like, um, and seafood and just, like, fresh, it's just very fresh, Mm-hmm. And the weather is nice. Like, you guys, I'm in, like, I'm. it's, like, 92 degrees here, and there's just a thunderstorm outside. So when I open the door, it's going to feel like a sauna. Um, but 
L.A. We were staying in Venice Beach, and it was, like, low 70s with an ocean breeze and, like, That's almost sunset, chilly. and it got cold, and I had to wear a hoodie at night, and it was just so nice. I was like, yeah, I would work out outside all the time if mm-hmm. I could work out in weather like this. So I, I would know, I also came ba- roller skate backwards on the boardwalk. Yeah, <laughs> I would do all kinds of things. It was, yeah, it was also really nice to be in a, a city, like, mm-hmm. to, to see just, like, ha- so many people just like you know just out and about walking around like more people like i saw more people uh like just out like walking to the beach than i like on the boardwalk than i did than i would like in an entire week here it's just it was just really interesting but yeah i'm um we did it was for a work retreat so which i thought was really productive and awesome and great because we are a remote company so being able to be all in the same place for the most part was really nice um one of our people couldn't make it because of a covid exposure in their Mm -hmm. family but um it was nice for most of us to be there and we because we're a a company that's based in food we just got to ball out and have really nice food the entire time we were there um and yeah I don't know. California cooking. California is something else. Um, I'm, I'm really, I, I, yeah, I'm like, I came back very excited and energized about like kind of shaking up some of my routines and, and changing a few of my like habits and getting back into cooking and meal prepping. It left me, it got me very excited about stuff. Yeah. Honestly, so I'm I in a much like better space for me. Yeah. It's such a good key to my mental health if I'm like cooking and meal prepping and like have good uh-huh. food in my fridge and yeah that's, that's and yeah it. and just I'm like that, I'm uh, good. getting back into routines and shit mm-hmm. too It is time for tarot right. time. It is time for tarot time. Okay. All right. We are like in the first uh, full week of Leo season, which I feel like is very fitting based on kind of what we just talked about. Like, we're feeling sunny, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Why not make Leo? You know what? I always like I'm always kind of as a cancer. Um, typically, I'm annoyed by Leo season. Typically, I'm annoyed by fireside and seasons in general because it just gets very loud and overwhelming. Um, but this cancer season was a real doozy. So, um, I'm kind of just like, you know what Leo season is great for making it all about you. Mm-hmm. Taking a selfish. I just, that's my goal. I think um, I let my zero degree Leo moon run the show. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. The purest form. <laughs> So what do we have Might here? Well We're in the thick of Leo season. Ah, the lovers. Mm, sexy. Sexy. That's funny. I talk about being selfish. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> and then we pull the card for partnerships. <laughs> uh, be selfish and fuck. Yeah. Be selfish. Be um, yours. Love, your, love thyself. Please come. Please, yes. Please. Come, um, please. In what, in what ways can you use orgasms to your advantage <laughs> to propel you forward? Um, yeah, this is a great card for, um, in terms of, like, 
life and business. Um, this is a great card uh, for basically um, looking at who you align yourself with and maybe opening your... It's funny because the card that I pulled for myself this morning was the Two of Cups, which is mm. the card for like a new, new relationship. So maybe it's time to... Um, uh, look at what new partnerships you can start making, romantic or otherwise, or what what can you do in your pre-existing partnerships and relationships to make them feel new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spice some things up. I like the lovers. Um, it's also worth noting that the lovers, I think we've talked about this before, it toes a very... Um, thin line between the lover the lovers and the devil and yeah i mean the lovers are are the people who are in chains in the devil card it's the same people and they're also in the tower um so so it's like what yeah what what, the dangers of codependency everyone mm -hmm. (laughs) who are you yeah can you stand on your own um, within a partnership without getting um, chained or completely rocked. By- and this is something like, I don't know, I've just been thinking a lot about, because um, I feel like this is probably the most single the world, or at least America, has been, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a lot of people are single right now. Um, and like the pros and the cons of it and just I don't know I I know personally I prefer not to be single um I perform very well in a partnership and I I don't know I just like something about having somebody there really cause me causes me to like zip it in you know like all right we're running a tight ship it's not just me I have somebody even if they don't give a shit, it's just like somebody's presence. It's kind of like uh, body doubling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just having somebody's presence there or like not cooking for myself or somebody to go on a walk with. It is like very beneficial to me. But I also need a lot of alone time. But just kind of thinking about like the compromise in different relationships um, and like wh- what is worth it to you. Because I think people's standards are really high. And just, like, scrolling through TikTok, you see people just, like, rip people to shreds for, like, no reason, you know? Um, mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honestly, you're the cruel one uh, making fun of a stranger who put themselves out there yeah. for a date. Right. You know? Like, it, it doesn't sound like they were mean to you. They were just below your standards. And, like, if you start... If you, if you keep viewing people as commodities and not good enough for you, where's it going to lead? You know, I mean, I think yeah. we really can learn from lots of different people. And, yeah. In what ways are your uh, standards just a way of like actually keeping you from connecting with anyone? Mm hmm. Or like classism or like lots of things, you know, like I think a lot of people what a lot of people say they're like standards or qualifications in a partner are are pretty self sabotaging. Mm hmm. It's kind of just a way to stay uh, alone because you got to confront a lot of ugly shit about yourself Mm -hmm. when you're in a real relationship. Mm hmm. And just like being able for somebody else to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. like. 
I, the, the mortifying ordeal of being known. Yeah, like I said to somebody, like, you know, this person I just started dating, and I was just like, yeah, I like, I was really stoned, and I was like, yeah, I get really extreme a lot of times, and I like, you know, feel really passionately about one way, and then I'll like change my mind the next day. And he was like, yeah, I know, like, I've had a, you know, and you're just like, oh, yeah, fuck. I, I've spent, I've, I've spent like time around you. Yeah, I know right. this. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always funny when you're like, when you're like dating someone and they do something that you think is like, that you're like, oh, I love this. And they're like, I know, like, <laughs> I, or, or they predict that you'll behave in a, in a way and you're, and you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm knowable. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually quite frankly You've been very paying attention quite frankly very easy um but i mean yeah. that's that's a fun thing about leo's season two uh leo's put their personality on broadcast um mm-hmm. so enjoy the flamboyancy as, leo's, as Le- and leo's for as much shit as they get for being self-centered also want everybody around them to feel good too leo's, leo's are, great are words of affirmation they will yeah. hype you up no matter what they will mm-hmm. never tell you to be careful or, you know, to second guess a decision. Unless Leo's. you're unless you're my little brother and then they'll neg you out of existence. Oh my god. Oh, Paul's a Leo. <laughs> Paul's a Leo. No wonder I'm obsessed. I love yeah. Leos. I love July cancers 27th. and Leos. But cancers yeah, we stick around exact- more in my life than Leos. We were born more uh, we were born exactly one or five five years and one month apart he's july 27th and i'm june 27th mm. all right so coming up yeah yep. so this kind of leads us into our uh main dish for yeah. the episode uh, set the table we are serving the main dish Uh, which is just, this is going to be another like kind of fun one and more yeah. not as educational I would say and more anecdotal I think this is just more like things that we have hinted about or talked about as like interests or aspects of our personality but now we're just shooting the shit mm-hmm. um, I think yeah I think both of us really like podcasts that feel like um, you're just the third person in a room amongst friends Around, so I think that's uh, kind of uh, the uh, third person amongst lovers perhaps a lover lovers an intimate bond that you get to listen to yeah <laughs> I just always imagine the meme of like the kid standing next to like the ice cream ad where it's just a bunch of yeah. people like holding ice cream and laughing and the little kid is also holding an ice cream laughing it's like what it feels to listen to podcasts yeah <laughs> I'm a part of this yeah um, um, yeah, but we want to talk about astrology. I looked up, Kaylee, and I looked up our sinistry chart this morning. and Oh, did you? I didn't like the website that I did it on. I'm going to go to another website because this, because here's my issue. Um, this one, the way that they rank things. Um, okay, before I get into this. Yeah, can talk we about sinistry. Talk about, yeah, sinistry is... Um, when you compare two charts and how they interact with each other. Um, okay. But how objective astrology is. Um, mm-hmm. I would say also, like, it's not that unsimilar to, like, tarot, where it's just, like, extremely objective into when you perform a personal relationship with, like, certain 
aspects or cards or anything like that. You're developing a new language, essentially. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, this is a bad or this is a difficult placement. And you're like, oh, that's like the favorite. That's like one of my favorite things about me. So the place that I looked at our Sinistry chart, I want to do another one because I want it. I like this other website and how they listed it because even it's just even how we intake information is so so constructed by an algorithm that is way beyond us so even how you learn things um it's just there's just like a lot going on (laughs) um right so yeah that's kind of like my one on opinion on it but i did get interested what piqued my interest is i remember seeing a lot of astrologers on like tiktok and instagram talk about how like something was up with biden's health uh in july the beginning of july and then uh it turns out he got covid so i just think i think we're all a collectively getting more psychic um, right like why are we even looking at that you know what i mean like that's that's something and then like just ha- seeing that happen was also very interesting um yeah, I don't know. So what's your relationship with... Cause you, do you still have an astrology coach? No. She she discontinued her... So Vera, who's on the podcast, mm-hmm. she is just doing... That was like... She even talked about it on the, on the podcast, is that she is... Um, she did that as like a pan... She doesn't consider herself an astrologer. She considers herself like someone who's very passionate about astrology and she mm-hmm. kind of did those offerings as like a business strategy through the pandemic. So mm. she um, she's still life coaching, but she is not like making astrology coaching her um, the focus of her practice. So I am not. But you want to know how I got into astrology? Mm-hmm. The first person close to me who was super into astrology and got me interested taught me about you know, moon sign, rising sign made me realize that there was more than the, than just your sun sign. It was my brother. That's it right. It was Paul. He got really into astrology when he was in high school. Um, he's five years younger than me. And he, so I was like in my like late teens, early twenties. And he just was like, pulling charts on our mom and dad <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and yeah it was just really he was the one he was like ahead of his time i think in terms of like this was like or this inter i know astrology's been around for like centuries but in terms of it being like a trend amongst uh millennials and gen z he was like ahead of it mm-hmm. um because this was like the late aughts uh, yeah, and so I've kind of just always had, um, like, a surface-level appreciation. And, like, my mom was always someone who, like, read horoscopes and, like, um, would always, like, cut out the, like, horoscope of my birthday right. um, and put that in, like, my birthday card or whatever. You know, like, she, she, she always liked, like, basic daily horoscope things. So that was always just a part of it. And then there was this, like... Um, weekly, there was a, a publication in town. It was a Tucson Weekly, and they would do, um, they would syndicate uh, Rob Bresney's Free Will Astrology, which I still think is one of my favorite astrol. He's one of my favorite astrologers because um, his horoscopes are just really fucking weird um, mm. and don't always. He's very he's very abstract um, and kind of out there and uses a lot of metaphor and simile, and I like him a lot. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of was, like, very surface about it. And then I think I kind of got more in-depth about it once it really started kicking out around the Internet. I remember getting into Chani Nicholas before she really blew up and being on her um, her mailing list for, like, a monthly um, horoscopes for your sun and rising sign. And then CoStar came out, and it just became um, a thing that gay people did. <laughs> so I feel like what I tell people is that I know enough about astrology to know that I'm barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I know about the planets and their general properties. I know about the signs and their general properties. I don't know a ton about... I feel like I'm learning more about houses, but I don't know a ton about, like, aspects or sinistry or transits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like my first introduction, like, that I remember is uh, a particular book uh, called Sextrology. Uh, yes. Yeah. I've, I, yeah, I've definitely seen that on somebody's bookshelf at a party and picked it up. and It's good. It's very good. Yeah, it talks about, like, the signs and their... their sexual compatibility. Yeah, and their kinks, and they have, like, a whole list of, like, you know, if you're a Virgo woman who's into women, then you're in, like, these are, like, some of, like, your kinks and stuff like that. And I was like, this is really spicy. So I was, like, a Barnes & Noble high school kid. I mean, it's also worth noting I worked at a library for a couple years, too. Right. Um, but I don't think we had sextrology in the library. Um, no. That was a Barnes & Noble thing. But, yeah, we I was, like, a big... We definitely had the joy of sex in my library um, that had been just ruthlessly defaced um, by so many people. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. so many fucked up things written in the margins of that book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, and that's a whole nother discussion about, like, I I was talking to somebody who got pregnant before they knew what, like, ovulation and, like, how that all worked. And I was like, yeah, because, like, there there's really no, like, a comprehensive sexual education, which is crazy. No. It's the foundation of fucking humanity, but whatever. Um, anyway, so... I was into that book, and then I don't remember when I started getting into, like, the moon signs and the rising signs and stuff like that. Um, But it's really interesting, I feel like, how much I identify with it and how, you know, if, like, my birth time was wrong, how betrayed I would feel to see my chart change like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, like, imagine if, like, you didn't have the correct birthday because, like... You don't know. You were a baby. You don't know when you're right. like. I've definitely. I was like, I definitely. I pulled out my birth certificate once, and I was like, if this has a different birth time on it, I'm gonna flip out. Mm-hmm. And then the birth time was just blank. So I was just like, it is whatever my mom says it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Because I think your rising sign changes every like four minutes or something like that. Um, no, it, it's like it's more like. It's, like, a few hours. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. But it's, like, a special... But that that's also, like, um, if you're... Like, your moon sign and your rising sign are really dependent. And if, um, you know, if there are any planets that are, like, um, on a cusp... Uh, or, like, very close... In between, you know, in between... Or, like, transiting between signs around the time of your birth, it's important to know. 
because like I, where where it is. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I don't believe cus in cusps personally. Yeah, I don't really know enough. I don't know the arguments for or against um, whatever. I think the people who argue for don't actually know a lot about astrology, and that's yeah. Um, but then, I mean, but then there's the whole sidereal, sidereal. Is that how you say it? Uh-huh. Sidereal. I have no idea. Because that's when, uh, that's like Vedic, and they take uh-huh. the sign pretty much behind you, which would make you right. more cuspy. You know, maybe that's a yeah. case for cusps. Um, but I, I don't really know the difference between like sun, moon, and rising. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Right? Like, I feel like this is how it's been explained to me. Like, your moon sign is who you are on the inside. Your uh, rising sign is what you present to people. So, if you have those two, then what... Why does your sun sign matter, then? Um, I've seen it in different ways. Is that sun sign is more, like, life purpose. Moon sign is more, um, like... Uh, your emotional and inner life Uh, and then the rising sign is how other people perceive you I don't know how I feel about an Aries life purpose that just sounds like the Tasmanian devil you know what I mean Um, uh, but a really good book that I would recommend to anyone who um, like why why don't you do it for the bro book review I had something planned, but if you have an Astro book, we can just do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. Wow. I'll do. Ooh, called... I get to guest on the bro book review. Yeah. This means that next week you have to do tarot time. Oh yeah, I will. That okay, sounds great. good. Uh, easy though. I only I did like my Leo season polls today, and it was all like mm-hmm. five of cups, five of five of wands, tower. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. Is this a Fuck. joke? This is a joke, right? Like, <laughs> I was just like, okay. Um, anyway, I... Okay, so let's talk about how much, like, you resonate with your signs, if you will. So, do we want to do, like, a, a quick over chart overview? Yeah. How should I go? Okay. Yeah, y'all made it to season four. Might as well know. Yeah, um, so I'm, I guess maybe we just do our personal planets. Yeah. Okay, so I am a Cancer Sun, a Cancer Moon, a Virgo Rising, with a Cancer Mercury, a Gemini Venus, and a Cancer Mars. So I have a, a Cancer Stellium. I identify very strong, and I so I think I think more than uh, anything, like. Yeah, I I identify very strongly with my sun sign because it is influenced by so many other uh, planets as well. So I feel very, like, firmly rooted in that. And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I associate, I identify a lot with cancer, um, the good and the bad. I am very yeah. grateful for my ve- Venus, my Gemini Venus. Um, I think that... Uh, makes me like more fun and lighthearted and open to learning new things and um uh very much about following my curiosity and I think my Virgo rising really keeps me together and makes other people think I have my shit together even when I don't 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel with that many, like, I feel like cancer has this idea, identity of, like, being, like, crybabies and, like, overly sensitive. Yeah. And I would just would not use either of those words to describe you. I would say I am way more fucking emotionally riled up than you are and yeah, reactional. I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think that people who who assume that about cancers have a very surface or or maybe they've only been around like immature or like underdeveloped cancer you know no you want to know who i think cries the most in the zodiac who capricorn really yeah daddy i feel like capricorns get really in it and then they just i don't know like i think capricorns uh, are very like ethereal too I don't know. I yeah. just have different... And I know so many messy Virgos as well. Oh, yeah. Well, Virgos aren't good at keeping their own shit together. Yeah. They're good at, you know, mm-hmm. making uh, you know, doing making lists for other people. But my anecdotal, like, experience with cancers, I feel like I feel like a lot of them are really on top of it. Uh, they, I will We're say... We're the moms. Y'all keep... We're the moms. Yeah, y'all keep a home well. And um, dark side of cancers, uh, ghost, ghosting tendencies just disappear um, Uh and then hold a grudge like no other. Mm -hmm. And this one that I do not hear, but I would say I know some cancers, some cancers that have been wronged, um, angriest people I know. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's it just takes, sensitive, but, it takes, but like I think it, it comes out more in anger than in tears, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, for me though, I can't get angry without crying. So, um, mm-hmm. but I will say, yeah, I feel like I'm very slow to anger, but once I get there, you're done. Like you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. If you like, if if I if I like, I feel like cancers get a bad rap of like. Um, being people who are, for example, like constantly getting back together with their ex. That's not me. But I will stay in a relationship way too long. <laughs> but I when see, I'm done, I see I'm cancers done. in relationships repeat the same partner over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, just date the same, same person, different context. I can fix him. Mm-hmm. Mommy issues. But no, you're right about, uh, yeah, cancers are super, are, cancers are crabs. Um, crabs have really hard shells and very sharp claws, mm-hmm. and they do that because to protect their very mushy insides. So, what is your north node, are, Kayleen? Do you know? Uh, let me. Pull, I've been I, really interested up. in the north nodes because I feel like that's like the life's purpose. And what's your um? What's your midheaven? Let me let me pull it up. Yeah, because uh, um, but yeah, cancers are just like. Um, are if they if if you do see a cancer cry, it's probably because they feel comfortable around you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just I don't fucking show uh, genuine emotion to a ton of people. Yeah, and I would say that you're cancery, and I will. Um, two other things that I notice with cancers: they do like things. They are collectors mm-hmm. of sorts. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm a maximalist for sure. Maybe the line of hoarding sometimes. Um, and then um, homebodies. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love my house. Um, 
Yeah, I would say that I, uh, I'm a maximalist, but I also don't have a problem purging things if I have to. No, I wouldn't say you're, I wouldn't say you're borderline hoarder. Um, yeah. I do know some though. is in Aries. That makes sense. Hi. Um, hi. Midheaven, is that MC? Yeah. Is that, that is in Gemini. That makes sense because I feel like the Midheaven is a lot about like career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I always find myself in careers social, where I've got a very social career. To fucking talk to people. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, so if your uh, north node is Aries, then your south node, what's the opposite? Is Libra. Libra. So they kind of say like your, pa- your south node is I, like what yeah. you had in your uh, what you had in your past life, and then yeah. in to like get Lots to the next level or whatever, energy. go towards your. Your north yeah. node. It's funny because I say Aries and Libras are two of the signs I attract the most in life. Mm-hmm. Well, my south node is Cancer, and I just the amount of Cancers that I just feel like I immediately bond with. Like I'm just like, oh my god! Like I saw a Cancer, I saw this tattoo artist, and um, I've met them once, and they like ran up to me and gave me like the biggest hug of my life and I thought they were excited to see my friend I don't remember the last time anybody was so excited to see me honestly it felt so good cancers can really make you feel warm um in a way that's really special um all right shall we move to my chart yeah talk about it um I am like a fire earth dominant I really don't have any water um or air um what is your saturn is your saturn in capricorn my saturn is or pi sagittarius sagittarius okay interesting okay so my saturn's in aquarius so i'm going through my saturn return right now and then uh my sun is in aries leo moon capricorn rising um my venus is in taurus that's probably like one of my favorite placements Mm-hmm. Um, Mercury is also in Aries. I remember us having a conversation a few years ago about how you didn't identify at all with that. And I was like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I was just like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to yeah, yeah. I like to be treated well and securely in relationships. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, I really, I, I need to have something stable um, in like, pretty much all of my relationships but especially especially like romantically um like you need to like if you seem flighty or you i'm just like not instantly not attracted to that um show up do your homework come to class you know um and then my midheaven is libra my north node is capricorn and what else is that it so Mars, Mercury. Yeah, my Mercury yeah. is Aries. My Mars is in Gemini. Okay. So I have an opposition in my chart. Um, so I have like, uh, my houses are stacked. I have four planets in the first house, and then um, I have I think like three. My Chiron is also in Cancer. Um. And that is in my seventh house. And so that kind of, so the seventh house is like family, love, marriage. And then, and that is actually ruled by cancer, the seventh house, I think. 
stop like correct me if i'm wrong but the fir- my first house is all about like self and that's capricorn so i feel like that i i don't know i feel like i am very into like self development and like spending time yeah improving thyself i don't know i used to like be like i don't understand it but then meeting other people and being like oh they don't have hobbies like this like <laughs> where they read this much or um, right. whatever so it's definitely fun um, I like my Leo moon a lot it's fun and I like fun um, yes you do and yeah I don't know I can be kind of like f- forgetful I feel like a water sign um, I guess somebody signed yesterday I was like That's you're fun. A- I've met her a few times I was like you're an Aquarius aren't you and she's like yeah She's like, we've talked about this before. I was like, no. If we did, I didn't remember. You just... She was talking about how often she loses her shoes. And I was like, are you an Aquarius? (laughs) What a strange, strange thing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, she was, so... Yeah. Um... I don't know, but there, so the synastry of these kind of things are interesting. You can look at, like, your Venus sign, and if it's, like, uh, you can look at, like... If it's in the same sign as somebody's, like, rising sign or moon sign. Um, I feel like the sun sign isn't really used that much in, like, synastry. But, again, it just depends on, like, what you find valuable. And, like, what things are aspecting what in your birth chart and what plays more of a role. Like, for example, like, my Venus is just full of squares to Saturn. So it's just not a very benefic placement for me but what looks good in my chart is like my Lilith is really sexy and like my north node so that kind of comes back to like that stability shit even though I like my Taurus Venus I don't know if it likes me back Mm. Um, so I don't know it's it's fun I think sometimes we can use it as like a excuse to yeah um it's a it's a lot of uh, it gives you um social permission to act in certain ways i think at times the more popular astrology gets yeah and i also there's i feel like things where like dudes are on uh dates or like girls will ask them questions about their sign and then they get mad when they don't give it to them and i think that's stupid you should never be entitled to anybody's like personal i don't think so right. i don't think you should ever feel like you need to yeah, give anybody you, your yeah, sign your, your birth chart is not um public property yeah i agree um yeah all right you want to do the bo- bro book review Kaylee? bro book reviews i read a bro book every week so you don't have to yeah um so my what I was gonna what I'm gonna suggest if you're someone who is interested in astrology, um, I wouldn't say that this is a book that's more that's for someone who has like an advanced knowledge of astrology. But if you're someone who doesn't know anything about it, or someone who knows the basics and is curious about like the important uh, like uh, the what all of that means for you and how to better interpret your chart or at least your big three um, is a book called you were born for this astrology for radical self-acceptance and living your purpose by chani nicholas who i mentioned earlier as um a long time uh 
astrologer who had a very popular blog and newsletter for a long time and um, is now like a celebrity astrologer and wrote this book. So this book is kind of like... um, a choose your own adventure basically gives you all the you know gives like a, a an overview of astrology and astrology like theories of astrology it then um it has like an accompanying website that allows you to put your info in and pull your chart and then you kind of, it's almost like a workbook slash choose your own adventure huh. where you get to basically go through and for your big three, at least, um, really dive deep and examine like their uh, their aspects and and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say it's like like I said, if you already know a lot about astrology, you're probably not going to learn anything new from this. But um, it's definitely a book that I I would keep on my shelf just to like. You know, if someone was like, oh, I don't really know much about, but I'm always curious about it. I'd be like, let's go, let's do this together and we can, like, it, it. it's fun. It's a it's a fun little book and it's very quick to go through. So, Nice. Recommend. I mean, I feel like stuff like that, it's also, like, good reminders for something like, I don't know, if there's, like, a transit coming. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more resources that you have to pull yeah. from um, that are not online. Right. Yeah. Um, because right. it's interesting to see how things are getting influenced in predictions with like, uh, yeah. the news. I would also say if there's anybody listening who has any astrology books that helped them deepen their knowledge of astrology, uh, DM us on Instagram. Cause I would like to read those books. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at thefake.guru. Listen to the podcast. Give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Um, entrepreneurqueers.com. And then our Instagram is entrepreneurqueers.podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find me at, at Swamp Witch with four eyes. Um, probably going to be really annoying on Instagram stories showing off my new Vitamix soon. Um, and then you can follow Candles Unincorporated, my candle company. We're going to be releasing a batch uh, in early August. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. It's the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a gay day. All right. Have a gay day. All right.